continuing education, new designations, and of course, our new associate producer, Elf. All on the next episode of Give Me Some Truth. All right, we are back in the booth today. Uh, it's myself, Nate, Mitch, and Hannah, and of course, our uh, newly minted associate producer, Alf, uh, sitting in the uh, the white chair. If you drive by the office, you'll see him with his headphones on. I was a ridiculously big Alf fan when I was a kid. My mom, for Christmas this year, bought me an Alf doll, and Alf now lords over the podcast room, as he should. Uh, we are talking today about uh, education and the uh, journey that Mitch and Hannah are both on, uh, different paths, but um, both forwarding their education, and we couldn't be happier about it in the firm and could not be prouder of both of them for uh, having a desire to do that. So we just wanted to um, kind of give the listeners a uh, kind of a, a, a live look, if you will, as to where they're at in the process, and then we're also going to record another one when they're both done with uh, the phases that they're in right now. Um, so that we can help to promote uh, what they're learning and ultimately what it does for our end client. Uh, that's the, the, the goal of the, uh, the work that they're going through. So I'm going to start with Mitch. So Mitch, briefly tell the listeners if they're not familiar what uh, training you are in the process of, uh, of completing. Currently, it's the CFP, which is Certified Financial Planner. And you know, Nate, it seems like this continuing education stuff never quite ends. I don't know if I've ever not had something to study for. It's going to be a fun day when you when you actually like have a week where you're not with your nose nice. in a book. It's kind of hard to imagine. Like, what am I going to do? There's, that's going to be at least 10 hours a week probably of extra time right there. Hopefully that you take up a weird hobby. Like, not, not that horticulture is a weird hobby, but I think that would be <laughs> a weird hobby for you. It would for me. It would for me. Yeah, that, I don't know if I can see that in the future. I'd like to suggest model trains. Oh, yes. Mm. That's a great call, Anna. You know, I could easily see Mitch being a model train I'm guy. Model trains, kind of awesome sometimes. The sometimes dentist, I see them. I'm like, you know what I like? I like that train. The there's dentist there's, that a, I went there's to a train show in Madison. Oh, I, I just year. got a text from my friend telling me that that's where she's going today. Because it's the model train show today. Mitch, model trains. Not for me, but no. what I was going to say is the dentist I had growing up in my hometown has trains going all around the, the dental office, and that's oh, kind that's of his awesome. That sounds niche, adorable. So it's a good idea. It's kind of yeah. cool. Put one around it's the memorable, Christmas tree. right? It's I mean, cute. Just, I'm talking it on this world-renowned podcast right now. But Obviously. Anyway, um, so yes, continuing education, CFP, Certified Financial Planner. That's what I'm doing right now. I am two-thirds of the way through, pretty much, and this <clears throat> is something that's gone back a few years now. I am currently in the estate planning module. Mm. Are you finding that to be um, challenging from the standpoint of, wow, there's way more to this whole process of estate planning than I realized? Or are you looking at it thinking to yourself, this actually lines up pretty well with what our clients um, do by way of estate planning and end up with as far as an end product with estate planning? A little bit of both. I mean, a lot of times there's live cases, so to speak, things that you're helping clients with currently or things that you recently have helped with with clients and their families. And it's, it kind of reinforces some of the things that we've already done as a firm and then also just in specific client scenarios. But then there's also, it's something that goes into a level of depth that, that is so deep that you know there's other professionals out there that you have to rely on. Sure. So I say that because, yes, it's great to know all these different things that go into estate planning, but ultimately you need to have attorneys involved, Yep. right? 
a lot of times your your tax advisor accountant might come into the situation from the tax perspective of some of these estate issues. So it's not just me, right? It's not just you, Nate. It's not just Clint. It's not just anybody who's working with their clients, right? There's a, a lot of professionals that are out there and that we need to bring into the process, so to speak, as we're going through this whole estate idea and, and planning for clients that want to leave a legacy or charitable giving or whatever it might be. So it's an interesting takeaway from the, from the uh, um, I guess I'll call it training that you're doing, uh, the journey to get your CFP, is it's not just conceptual topics and memorization of, of uh, rules and regulations. You're also, it's also helping to broaden your perspective of the industry in general. Is that fair? Yes, yes. And it, it's far from memorization. Sure, that there's some of it inevitably that you're going to have to memorize, right? But I think it truly tries to get down to understanding. So why are things the way they are, right? Why, why does, this is going back to a prior module, but even like why was Social Security even enacted, right? right? It's, it wasn't there to just have everyone have a, a lovely retirement and at the golf course, like, no, it was enacted to keep people from slipping into poverty, right? right? So that's not the only income source in retirement. And that's, Hannah, pop quiz, when was social, in what piece of legislation uh, was Social Security created? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know it was created by FDR. Ooh, in the something deal, Hannah. New the, deal. Oh, what, really? That was in the new deal? I believe it was. I believe it was. You, you, you answered a little too quickly. I was not able to do my, my Ben Stein, oh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> something D-O-O economics uh, that I was going to drop into. Also, Mitch, your, your course of study uh, sounds so good to me right now and the depth of nothing but rote memorization in the Series <laughs> 65. Oh, man. Are, are you enjoying memorizing things? I mean, it'll be, I'll, I'll be glad when it's all memorized. And I just, <laughs> I just have it. So it's currently not committed to memory. I mean, you know, like parts of it are committed to memory, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it, t- it takes a while to, to just jam all that into your brain and be able to have like solid recall. And I was there exactly where you are four plus years ago now. So I, I can very much relate and it, it can be a grind, right? But it's all worth it. It's all necessary. I mean, you yeah. have to do it. And yeah. ultimately, it just builds the foundation for, for be, what's going yeah. forward. And being able to go deeper like you are right now. Yeah, let's take a little, just studies. a little bit of a half step back. Um, Hannah is studying for what's known as her Series 65 exam. Uh, our industry uh, loves series-related exams. Uh, there's the Series 7, the 63, the 65, the 66, the 24, and every probably every number in between one to 66, maybe not quite that many, but, um, and, and they're good. We're not mocking them. It's, it's, it's the, uh, way to be able to, um, kind of determine whether or not somebody is qualified and, and should be doing certain roles. The series 24, I believe, for example, is like a compliance. If you want to be a compliance officer, you know, that allows you to do that. If you want to sell commissionable products and, and, um, um, and operate in this industry as a registered representative, you need your Series 7. If you want to do what we do, then, um, you know, you get on the path that Hannah's going down. So she, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Hannah, you're more than halfway through the study material at this point, yes? Yeah, yeah, a little over. Okay, cool. Um, I'm curious, what, if anything, to this point in your studying, has surprised you about the material? Um, Probably how the insurance industry is like has an exception for literally everything. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's a world, is it fair to say that that's a world that's, uh, 
somewhat antiquated? Um, I mean, you know, I would tie that question into recent dealings with uh, annuities. Um, sure. And, you know, trying to uh, wrench funds away from their tightly grasped <laughs> skeletal hands. Uh, and, man, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. It's interesting. Wow. That it's, it's funny. I, I, I like people that are newer to the industry um, when they when they kind of have the curtain peeled back um, to the industry itself as to uh, just some things that, for whatever reason, just can't follow a common sense path to get from point A to point B. And unfortunately, I, I assume every industry is like that. I mean, in engineering, Mitch, I mean, you did that be in your previous life. I mean, I'm sure there were things where you would just scratch your head and go, how is this possibly the way that this is done? For sure. And on the flip side, though, back to the engineering world that I came from, on the the kind of amazed at where the future lies, too, I think is kind of amazing. So you not only sometimes scratch your head like, wow, it's 2020 and like this is still being done this way, but on the flip side, too, like you see some amazing advancement as well and kind of get excited about what can happen in the future, too. So I, I see both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And I assume that's just how progress happens. But um, I think both of you, and again, bear with me if I'm overstepping my bounds here, both of you are looking to have your respective uh, designations at some point in 2020. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah. Yes. I actually have like kind of a date that I'm targeting. Oh, oh. You do I dare say it? Hey, do you dare say it? Is this, are we still recording? Are at all this of point? you going to keep me accountable listening to this podcast? Should we have a drum roll? Hannah, can you help us with a drum buddy. roll? The November date is? 10, 2020 is a potential CFP board exam. Ooh. Okay. So I need to like really, really crank it up because I'm about to have my, well, my wife is about to have our second kid, and that's coming in March. At least that's when the due date is. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yep, yep. And I'd like late to... Late March, right? I mean, what's that? Late March, right? Yeah, late March. So, so, I mean, ideally, I could get a good chunk of this current module done before then, and then maybe transition to the next module shortly after baby arrives. Okay, so for all those listening that that uh, will come and see Mitch for appointments and... and uh, other various things that need to get done. Uh, remind him of, what is it again? 10, 20, 20. Is that right? November 10. Oh, excuse me. November so 10. 11, 11 10. 10, 20. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a target. So there it is. It's public. I have accountability partners now in the form of you give me some truth listeners, as well as my colleagues sitting in the room right now. I like it. There it is. I like yeah. it. And Hannah, you're thinking maybe over the summer sometime? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping uh, early summer. Perfect. And uh, we encourage people that are that are listening to um, don't hesitate when you come in to ask, you know, Mitch or Hannah or even the rest of us um, about the things that we're doing to try to continue to forward our knowledge in this industry. It's something that we're passionate about. It's actually one of our um, core values we have within the firm is, is, uh, you know, the idea of continual learning and, and making sure that we're better, um, you know, by the end of the day than we were when we woke up that day. And so these are just two different ways that we want to try to illustrate how people in our firm are, are, uh, wanting to, to do better and, and bear in mind, uh, and I can say this with a, um, complete, uh, clear conscious that this was not driven by the powers that be at Walkner Condon. This is not a requirement in any way. This is both of these people having initiative and saying, I want to go out and do this and I want to have these, 
uh, accomplishments under my belt, and that's pretty awesome. Um, we'll finish up on this, Mitch. Um, other than just being done with it and not having to study anymore and, and kind of that, um, what what are you excited about um, to you know, you know when you have it when it's done and you are a CFP? I mean, what what do you think at this point? You're looking at going. I'm 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 excited because it's going to what? There are cases where people specifically seek out a CFP. Now, that's not always something that if someone calls into our firm or reaches out to us online or just you're talking to, you know, at a social event, right? Sometimes people will come and they they like the fiduciary status of our firm. They like being a fee-only firm, right? Those are some of the qualities from a firm level that people seek out when they're looking for good, sound financial advice. There are times where people specifically take that next step and say, I want to be working with a CFP. So in those cases, right, I, I currently cannot say that I hold the CFP designation, right? Like I said, two-thirds of the way through. My goal is to finish it this year in 2020. And at that point in time, I will then be able to say, yes, I do have those marks. So sure, the designation comes after your name, and it'll probably add it to my business card and <laughs> those, those types of kind of softer things, right? But people seek it out in some cases, right? And then I will be able to then say, yes, I've, I've done this. I've put in the hours and hours and hours of training. I've passed all these tests, right? I've done what it takes to actually to get to that point. So I'm excited to do that and actually say that, yeah, I did go through it. I did pass it. I have sat through the board exam and I won't be able to, I'll say, pass those off to another advisor in our firm. Like John has a CFP, for example, currently. So I'm excited for that. Good, good. All right, Hannah, same question for you. What, uh, what, when you have the 65, just so people know that at that point, um, you are a full-fledged advisor at that point. You can sit with clients. You can have your own clients. You can kind of do what advisors do. I mean, is, is, that, is that the answer to the question, or is there something other than that where you say, yeah, this is, this is what I'm really excited about? Um, I mean, I'm really excited to kind of get past the Series 65, and I'm, I, I think it's more of like a springboard into, you know, a nice big swimming pool. Yeah, of, for sure. Uh, <laughs> of 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 knowledge. Uh, after that, I'm, I'm really excited about maybe setting for my CDFA, become a certified divorce financial analyst. Uh, you know, pretty pretty pertinent to uh, you know what is currently happening in my life. Also, uh, and it's a cool designation, though. If, if I might jump in from the standpoint that there, I can't believe there's that many. Um, well, I shouldn't say it that way. I have not heard of that many advisors, especially in the Dane County area that have that designation. So we're excited for you to be able to get that as well. Yeah. And really like, I just, I know so many women and, and men who, who are going through divorce. Uh, and, and yeah. Yeah. I'm that's, excited. it. it's awesome, uh, to be able to branch out and to be able to say we have expertise in that area. So I think that's, that's really cool. I think it'd be a huge asset for our firm. I've had several recent discussions of people going through it or recently have, have settled um, those types of situations. And I think that'd be a huge, huge asset. And Hannah, someday I will be coming to you for maybe more specific questions. Oh, man. You know, oh, man. I can't, down I can't, the road. I cannot wait until I can answer. Uh, point of clarification question. Mitch is not predicting his own divorce. Let's, that, that's yeah. not what he's <laughs> I, saying I over here. You, Let me jump Kaylee. in quickly and, and clarify. We're recording that. on Valentine's Day here. <laughs> yes, Happy Valentine's. Not. I love you, Kaylee. Things are Kaylee's going well. Kaylee's not what he was saying. That's not where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. I, I could see, I, I heard that in my ear and I was like, important, oh, that's not going to come off well. No, that's not what. 
what I meant. What I was saying was. <laughs> but, but no, no. Uh, thus far, you know, uh, when I have specific questions, like I've, I've been going to, to Mitch and Nate. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe in the future you guys will be like, but what about this specific divorce scenario? And I'll be like, boom, boom, boom. You're going to be like, I know what a quadro is. Boom. Here's what a quadro is. So. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's good stuff. Uh, again, thanks, uh, thanks for your time listening today. This our goal in the the podcast today was to just continue to keep the listeners up to speed on on where the firm is at by way of uh, us furthering ourselves. And and uh, again, this is this is a, a testament to uh, to these two people in our firm. And uh, we, uh, as I said before, we couldn't be uh, couldn't be more proud of them. Please tune in for the next episode. Give me some truth. We will be coming back soon. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, Mitch DeWitt, and Keith Boniwaz are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not provide any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures. Always with the ALF.